everybody. Welcome back to the Jesse Nyberg podcast. We're here with Tom from Dread Labs. Second time around. Uh, third time podcasting together in total. We have an episode on his channel you guys can check out as well. Um, how you been, man? How you doing? Uh, I've been good. I've been good. Uh, it's good to be back on the show. I feel like it's been like a year on your show, I think. Yeah, you were like one of the first guests and I was re-watching the, some of the video just to kind of see what we were talking about because I don't even remember that long ago sometimes and man like I definitely am proud of how much better I've gotten at talking and interviewing people because that shit was pretty rough to go back and watch it's like the third episode <laughs> I remember and also like uh the quality has been so much better and uh yeah you know like I I, I see myself sitting there and I'm recording it on my laptop uh in my like my ba- uh, like my room that I was living in with my parents yeah. Uh, and now I'm here in my apartment, you know? <laughs> yeah. Have you uh, changed like full locations or just like the parts of your, it's a whole new house, right? Or a whole new apartment? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I moved here in uh, January and uh, oh, okay. it's been just me and my girlfriend here and it's in another city as well. Uh, I used to live in this like smaller, like rural village, I guess, Yeah. Uh, in the Netherlands. Um and it was like, uh, there was like a bad connection there. You know, you had to do everything by car. Uh, you had to take a 45 minute bus just to get to a city with a train station. Oh, and now I, I literally live like two minutes from like a train station and it's pretty much more central and the city is way better here. A lot of creative people. So yeah, I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> yeah. So you're pretty like disconnected from like urban areas and like a lot of stuff to do and, and everything at the yeah. old place, huh? Yeah, definitely. Even like before COVID, you know, like there was, there was just so many things to do and uh, it wasn't really like the stuff that I was interested in, you know, uh, looking at like what I do with Red Labs now. So, yeah. uh, and there's a lot more people here in this city, like, uh, that I've already met and which I was talk, uh, able to talk to about Red Labs or about their career That's or creativity dope. or, so it's really cool. Uh, a big difference very big difference <laughs> sometimes living out here in LA I feel like almost the opposite like I'm desensitized because like there's just so much shit going on like every single day my friends are saying like let's go to this show or let's do this and let's do that and like sometimes it's almost like the opposite feeling where I'm like I think we should just like kick it you know and chill for yeah, a second because yeah. there's so much shit to do it like ruins the kind of like appeal of like looking forward yeah. to something you know like oh this big event because it's like the same shit every week almost all right you kind of feel numb to it i guess <laughs> yeah for sure what have you so kind of been doing this week working on anything uh this week uh, i just got back from uh from spain last monday and uh, oh, really? basically it was just uh, accepting a lot of client jobs uh with which i started um i told them i would start in november mm-hmm. um and I, like I told you before we started recording, but it was way too much to, uh, I, I, yeah. I really underestimated how much work it was. Um, and before that, like in the last month, we held a Creatober challenge with Dread Labs where mm-hmm. uh, people would have to create something with a different creative prompt for every day of the month of October. Uh, and I still have to pick the winners out of those. Uh, and I was giving, I would be giving away 42 prizes. So I have to still pick 42 people to win a prize. Um, and because I took so many freelance jobs this week, uh, it kind of has pushed back to next week, sadly. But uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I've been up to, man. Yeah. What uh, are, are these jobs you're going to be working on throughout the whole month, pretty much? Or are they like shorter stuff? Uh, some shorter stuff. I uh, There was a couple of things that I w- was already working on in October and I just like finished it up this week. And then there's mm-hmm. a couple of ones that just started out. 
uh, probably going to run for one or two months maybe. Uh, so that so a couple of bigger projects, and then there are also some like quick stuff, you know, like something that you just have to fix in the week, and that's yeah, fine. Yeah, what uh, what kind of like projects have you been doing? Because obviously, I see what you do with Dread Labs and like all your online, like I guess personal and like kind of self initiated mm-hmm. stuff. But what kind of like projects and clients do you usually get? Um, so yeah, I, now that you say it, I realized that I actually have a portfolio account, but I never really posted on it anymore. I think mm-hmm. the last post that I did is, was like, uh, maybe like five months ago, six months ago or something. Oh, damn. Um, but it's been pretty inactive, but, um, I usually work for clients in the music industry, mm-hmm. uh, mainly DJs. Um, and the projects I've been working for, uh, are started working on this week, uh, is like a branding, two different brandings for two different DJs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just starting to get into the scene. Uh, so basically uh, getting a logo package and a branding, uh, some social rollouts. Um, and basically, well, that's what's a, that's what I've been working on this week. But then, mm-hmm. um, you know, usually uh, I also do like uh, event brandings. Uh, okay. But yeah, due to COVID and in the, here in the Netherlands, they really have been shifting around like whether it's okay or not okay to host events and um mm-hmm. now it's slowly getting back there so i've also doing a lot of uh event related stuff uh and yeah doing a lot of stuff in the background for with uh like some other like not dread labs related but still like um small businesses with a, fr- oh, okay. with a friend of mine uh also dj related uh but yeah uh, it's still a little bit in the works so i'll tell you about it once we have something more to talk about yeah yeah, yeah i feel like um I don't post all my stuff like on Instagram because I, even when I like it or enjoy it, like sometimes it feels like it's like a logo. Sometimes I feel weird about just putting it as like a post because it feels like it's just like a logo in like this space that's like infinite, you know, and it kind of feels weird in like the square or, uh, you do a project and you're not allowed to tell anyone for like a year, you know, like whatever's like going on with NDAs or you know, people, sometimes you, if it's a small business or uh, someone just starting out, like you do the shit for them and then they never even like do their thing. They never like right. make music or, or uh, make the company or whatever. So it's just kind of like, I don't know if I should post it because it doesn't yeah. really exist, you know? Yeah, I've had that happen to me as well. And also yeah. Yeah, those NDAs can be like uh, so annoying. One another other thing that I really hate is like when I do a project with multiple people, and for example, um, I was asked to do like art direction, but then someone else does the design. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable posting it on my Instagram or when I only do like a 3D render when it's another person's project, uh, you know, okay. like uh, I, I, I prefer to do, uh, I don't, I think it's allowed, I guess, but uh, it feels to me like I'm just like uh, showing off someone else's work and taking credit for it, I guess, if that yeah. makes sense. I, uh I was talking to, uh, I had these girls on the podcast, like a uh, hoodspot design. They're like these two oh, yeah. sisters that run the agency. And, um, they were saying how you'll, you'll see a designer's portfolio and like they worked at like some agency that worked for a project for Nike or whatever. Right. And like yeah. 10 people have the same project in their portfolio and <laughs> right. like, you don't even know who did what. And they're all taking credit for like the same shit pretty much. Right. I, I, I guess that's uh, where like those new Instagram features come in handy, right? Like where you yeah. can collaborate with someone. But, yeah, uh, I'm stoked about that. I think that is honestly the best thing that they've done in like the past year. Really. Yeah. Like I finally like repost accounts can 
give proper credit. I, I don't think right. a lot of pages are going to do it, but I feel like the, the good guys, we know the good yeah. guys, right? right. Uh, they're probably going to do it. <laughs> it should be like required, you know? They shouldn't even let those yeah. pages post without the collab feature on. I'm stoked I mean, I'm, though. I've been talking to some people trying to get some kind of in the works, but it's such a weird thing. Like, I don't really know how to go about doing it. Like, do I do some of it and then give it to them? Do we work on it together? Yeah. Like, it's a weird thing, kind of. Yeah, I, I, I've only like really worked with uh, people where we did like different jobs, you know, where I would do 3D rendering and someone else did right. like graphic design and, you know, but uh, I, I'm not sure, like, I always think like, for example, my Photoshop files would be way too messy to to collaborate, to let someone else open and, you know. Mm-hmm. You'd be embarrassed. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have to like take half an hour to clean everything up and then, yeah. uh, you know. I know, I, I used to do that at a, when I worked at this agency, uh, they'd be like, send me over your like files. Like we want to see uh, like where you're at and like maybe the art director would take it over or whatever. And I'd be like, all right, one sec. And I'd just be in there like trying to label it with colors and like make it all nice because <laughs> that shit was fucked. There was no like folders or anything, you know, it's just crazy. It's always like those projects where you're thinking like, oh, this is just going to take like 10 minutes. And then it just like keeps on getting more and more, just keeps piling into it. And then you just like, there's like a deadline you have to like, uh, yeah. be quick and then you don't have time to arrange everything and then suddenly you have to hand it over and then that's where I you're know. fucked <laughs> sometimes I do this thing too where I'll group everything and then I'll make a new one like alright this is version 2 or whatever in yeah. the same like f- like layers like panel and then it just gets crazy because they'll be like can you send us like the third one and I'm like trying to look through all the shit figure out where it is <laughs> I think that's a it's funny though to, when you talk to people about this because it feels like we're everyone is like the same you know like everyone has that same like shit or they're all like think the same things like i guess it makes sense because a lot of designers like they're they have similar interests and stuff but it's like those memes you see where it's like oh we were we all grew up like living the same life or whatever and it's like some nostalgic shit or something do you remember i i I don't know if you've ever played pokemon when you were younger Mm mm-hmm uh, so, did you guys have uh, like rumors on the playground? Like, uh, you've maybe heard of like the Mew under the truck, or if you do yeah. this and walk the right back, then the, this legendary Pokemon pops up. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I there was this thing, and I I don't know how, but like somehow this happened in America and mm. in the Netherlands. Like where the right. I, I find that so crazy you know like where this where did it where did it originate from right. and how did it transfer between countries you know yeah and before the internet i feel like no one uh like if you told someone something they would just believe it their whole life they would never check yeah. it they never confirm like because like why would they be lying about something so like insignificant you know yeah. like sometimes i feel like i tell people things and I'm not lying, but maybe I was just wrong. Maybe, you know, I yeah, say, yeah. Like, maybe like this, someone else told me this. And right. <laughs> and then they tell people like their whole life, I feel like. And then one day I like see them again. And I'm like, yeah, like that wasn't even like, that's not true. You know, got to clear that up. I, I, I think that's basically also how, um, like, I don't know if you've ever had this, but um, I, I've had certain words that I've been pronouncing wrong for like, way too oh, long yeah. you know like i'm realizing at like age 18 or something that i've been pronouncing when someone something tells wrong. you finally yeah you're like what the fuck why did no one tell me our whole life do you yeah, ever uh is that in like what language english or uh no in dutch in dutch oh, okay um 
Let's see. Yeah, it's like a. It, it, uh, you could compare it like um, it's the Dutch word for postcard. Like uh, when you, you that's something that you right. send like when you're on a holiday. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just like put in like some a couple of extra letters in the Dutch word for somewhere. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always find it funny too how I noticed there's just so many things that between talking to all the people from Europe and like the UK that there's so many words that are different for the same thing. Uh, like holiday, we would never say it that way. It'd be like vacation, you know, holiday right, would be right, like yeah. the actual event, you know, like what holiday is it? Christmas or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, you'd yeah, say yeah. I'm going on vacation. I feel like everyone over there says I'm going on holiday. Right. Yeah. That, that, I've actually been struggling with that because uh, before I went to Spain, I, I, I think I had to like type it out in like a post or something. And mm-hmm. it was like, and I was like thinking to myself, like, should I like write holiday or vacation? Uh, because like, both. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like, I thought like a okay, holiday sounds like Christmas to me, you know, like, so right. I was like, I'm going on a vacation, I guess. Was but, that um, good? Like, did that feel nice to kind of take a break? Was it a week? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a week to uh, Tenerife. I, I think I pronounced it right. Um, Is it's it like, like an coastal? island near Morocco. Oh, okay. Um, so it was like, um, oh, you, you guys have uh, Fahrenheit, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like 25 degrees Celsius. So I'm not sure how hot that is, uh, but uh, that, it was yeah, uh, it, really nice hot weather. Or just pretty uh, good. Yeah, huh? yeah. Uh, let me see if we I can confirm. I'll it look it up. For, oh, 77. Yeah, that's that's good. That's like that's like good medium weather right there. Yeah, yeah. So in the Netherlands, like it was like uh, almost freezing. So uh, oh shit, there's a very big difference here. Uh, but yeah, we we like. <laughs> when our plane landed we flew right back into the winter depression <laughs> uh, yeah. so that, that was a shame but yeah I, is uh is that like do you feel like those breaks and stuff are pretty important to you like you kind of need that to reset with all the stuff you're doing uh yeah definitely uh what's been really hard on me is like the last time i actually went on a vacation was in 2018 uh, and oh, i've had a couple of breaks before where i would for example uh, due to COVID, me and my girlfriend went on a road trip through the Netherlands last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't really feel the same as, you know, like getting onto a plane to like a country that's like has nicer weather and just right. like um, no, like there's there's no like, um, you don't have to do anything, you know, you can just like, like uh, I don't know, lay on a beach, uh, lay at the beach the whole day and mm-hmm. uh, chill out. And uh, that's something that I... Uh, I never really realized it because I'm usually like the person that when I go on a holiday, I want to do like, I want to discover stuff and I want to do things. Yeah. Uh, but this time I realized, okay, okay, I need, I really need a break and I need to chill out, you know, because uh, I, I, yeah. I felt like I was on the verge of another like nervous breakdown and I didn't want to have another one. So. <laughs> right. And that's when you started the whole thing pretty much, right? Yeah. That's basically why, why I'm here. <laughs> so, you would have had to start a new company if you happened. <laughs> switch it up i'm just gonna quit dread labs and do like depressed labs or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think uh, i'm the same way like i i just i need to get better at doing nothing like i have a really hard time just i don't know if it's like a something i need to figure out and mentally like i have a hard time kind of being alone like just with myself and no tasks right. to do or no like yeah. activities like if i was just sitting on the beach after like an hour i feel like i'd get like, very stressed out like yeah. i need someone to talk to or something to do and that's not a good thing you're supposed to be able to like people yeah. like that are super at peace like they could sit there for like like monks and shit you know and they sit there forever yeah. i don't know i i think it's a 
but also a part of just the world that we live in. Like there's so much yeah. shit always going on when there finally isn't, it's like uncomfortable because you're so used right. to, you know, getting notifications or getting like, yeah. I don't know anything like, especially as designers, like I feel like we, a lot of us have this kind of scatterbrained, like where we're doing all these different tasks at once. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Like me and my girlfriend, uh, we were like, uh, we, we've we've been like uh, going on walks and like discovering all of these like smaller towns and like uh, nature preserves and whatever. Yeah. And then like on the last day, we're just like, okay, now we're gonna chill out and you know, like um, go to like the, the pool side and just hang out there. And just mm -hmm. like, before it was like lunch break, we were like, okay, we need to do something. You know, like we were mm -hmm. like twitching uh, and uh, that's when that's when I kind of realized the same thing. So I I wanted to do like more. Uh, I mean I I maybe like wanted to like read a mindfulness book or something in the near future to, you know, yeah. Uh, see if I if I can get that like I don't know I don't, I don't know if it's called like enlightenment or something. But right. you know like I want to see if I can reduce all of these uh, these notifications that that come yeah. from your, your phone, your 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 laptop, your computer, the the compulsion to create something to design to own a company to you know uh yeah yeah it's it's, it's, it's been almost like way um, too much uh what's the word ambitions are like almost dangerous like when you're right. very inspired and want to do all these things it can it's like too much like you can't handle it sometimes and uh that's like that thing I did recently, the the digital minimalism thing. Uh, oh, yeah. I've been trying to keep it up. I did that for the month of September. It just took me a while to put the video together and stuff. But I already catch myself like checking like my Instagram way more. And like, yeah, I deleted the app off my phone for Twitter. But like I caught myself one day like just going on it on Safari, you know. And I was like, oh, really? Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Like, but it's weird like during the time though especially when i was reading the book like actively you, you, it's so much easier like i feel like yeah those like self-help or mindfulness mindfulness books like they work but it's almost like they only work until you're done reading it like you're, you feel right, like you right. want to do this thing and then once you're like done you have to read it like every couple of months i feel like but overall it was cool and i i think yeah i think all all everyone that works with computers can afford to just relax a little bit more and get yeah. your mind off the internet. Yeah, I think it's uh, I, like I've been listening to this mindfulness podcast and the guy was like explaining like it's not just like being at peace with yourself or whatever. It's literally mm -hmm. like the art to focus on one thing at a time. And it's not something mm -hmm. that just can be done. And uh, people beat themselves up real quick if it doesn't work. But it's just some, I think it's something that you like have to really like learn to to do better and better uh, and mm -hmm. like you said like uh, when you're reading a book you're probably like focusing all of your attention to that book mm -hmm. which can give you peace of mind because you're like locking everything else out and i think the the trick is to like learn to do that for example with uh, i don't know like breathing meditation right. uh, i don't know maybe like focusing on like just listening to a song when you're like sitting on the couch or whatever you know Right. Um, but yeah, that's something that I really, really want to get into because uh, I feel like it's going to be the death of me if I don't. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to also uh, when I'm working on stuff, like let's say I have to edit a video or I'm designing a poster or whatever it may be. I try to 
do that thing from maybe I don't finish it if it's like a video, but do that thing and solely do that thing for a set amount of time. And, you know, put my phone away, like don't have other tabs open. Cause even if you check your email for like one second, even if you don't reply or you check social media, like then it's still stuck in the back of your head while you're trying to do like whatever you're working on. You're thinking like, Oh, I still need to tell like Tom, like about this thing, you know, that he emailed me about and you're just sitting there like, and it ruins it. So like, I've been trying to also tell like my girlfriend, like, all right, for these two hours, like just even though don't like, I don't want to get mad at you, but just don't even come into the office, you know, cause yeah. like, I, if I'll start talking to you and then even if it's a few minutes, I'll get back to what I was doing and you completely lost, like you need like 30 minutes yeah, to yeah. really get into like that, like deep flow state, you know? Yeah, definitely. And that's something that I've been struggling with as well. And, uh, I, I think I shared this rule at some point on my channel. It's like a, it's a, it's something that I used to do when to get more things done in the day. And it's the, the rule like if you can do something within five minutes, do it. But if you're having like forty things to do within five minutes, you just lose track and you lose sight of what you need to do. Right. Uh, so it's way better to just like work on something for like thirty minutes and then uh, mm-hmm. and open yourself up to like the next thing because otherwise your brain's gonna get scattered and it's yeah. not gonna work. It's like you're, it's like when you have too many tabs open, but it's like that right. in your brain, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Exactly. And then yeah. You need a stronger like CPU if you're going to power all that. And I think, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I've been trying to also schedule everything like a lot more specifically, like even an hour right. of time, I'll try to be like, like I don't schedule anything less than an hour, even if it's a thing that's going to take five minutes. I'll write mm-hmm. like the three things in that one hour block yeah. or whatever. But even that, like, it makes you feel like, oh, well, I have to do it. Like, it's written down, you know, like yeah, I, I already yeah. put it there. And you don't even want to, like, sometimes I do it because I don't want to have to rearrange the schedule. So I'm right, like, I right, guess right. I have to do it, you know? Yeah, that, but that means that it works. And uh, yeah. I, I've, I've, I've tried that a couple of times, but, but, like, sometimes when I just have way too much to do, I tend to not like write it down in my like uh, calendar or something. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's also like when when it like things start to go to hell, you know, like mm-hmm. uh, and, and then I like, like I, I can like punch myself afterwards because I was like, uh, I feel like if I would have done it and if I would have wrote it down in the calendar, I would have mm-hmm. get it done like an hour earlier or something, you know? Yeah, because definitely. you're gonna work on it faster if you also know that you have like an hour to do it or something. If it's like a bigger thing, you know? right? If you give yourself a like a restriction, right. it's like if you give yourself something uh, four hours to do something or one hour, you're gonna take four hours if it if yeah. you give yourself that much time, even if you could complete it in an hour. And I feel like that's why uh, a lot of people like have to go to school or like need a boss or like need a job like that yeah. because they're not able to. And not because like they're not smart or anything, but the way that they just work, they're not able to do that themselves. They need right. someone to give them their different hours for them. And sometimes I feel like I'm jealous of that. Like I like working on my own and it's probably the best thing for me. But sometimes I'm like, I wish I had someone to just like blame yeah. and report to and like right. be like, what do I do now? Because I don't know what's going on. I, uh, I've had the same thing where I was like... Uh... I don't mean this to be like offensive to anyone, but I uh, I sometimes ask, uh, told my girlfriend, for example, like, oh, I wish I wasn't like uh, ambitious, so I could mm-hmm. have just done like a nine to five, where I don't have to think about it anymore, you know? Or yeah. I I but I I know when I w- if I 
would do that, I wouldn't be happy, you know? So right. it's, uh, you got to yeah, choose like what stress you want. Do you want the stress yeah. of like <laughs> feeling like you're not doing what you really want to do? Or do you want the stress of trying to do what you really want to do and like hoping it works out, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, dude. Like then they, 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 they both hit very different. You know, I've been, I've had to work like really hard to to get this kind of stress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, and having tasted both, I know I don't want to get go back to that one. I think you're the yeah. same, right? Yeah, hundred percent. I, uh, I think the only way I'd go back to like a proper design job, like where I'm an employee, is if I have to. Like I'll do that instead of working like you know, at a restaurant or whatever, or yeah. if, uh, it's something where it's like, you know, me, like, let's say it was like me, you and like two other designers and we all lived in the same city and we just started like yeah. a studio or something like something like that. I could be down with, like, we just like a few creative directors and just do some cool projects. Yeah. But I don't know if I'd want to work like in house again. Cause that shit's like, you're just like a really like an order taker. Like it feels very yeah. like labor, like a labor job. Like, when I was working in-house, my first job as an intern, it felt the same way as when I worked at like fast food. Like they were just like, do yeah. these things, report to me. And then when you're done, you can leave, you know, it's kind of yeah. like that. But. And also it's it's never the, and the, the, that's the cool part about like being a freelancer and, and maybe not at first, but eventually uh, you can pick and choose which jobs you want to take on and which ones mm-hmm. you don't want to reject. and. Obviously, when you're in-house, you never really have the choice, I guess. Right, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I talk, I remember uh, Keezy telling me about this when I had him on, though. He made a good point is he said, like, sometimes those things that you didn't want to do, like, you need those because when you're on your own, you'll never do that. Like, you'll never do some mm-hmm. shit you don't want to do. Right. But a lot of those things you didn't want to do at your job, like, you learn shit from it, you know? So, yeah, like, definitely. If I, if I get a job and I think, oh, I'm scared or I don't, I'm like, I don't want to do it because it seems like stressful, then I'll probably still like be like, okay, you should do it. But if I just don't have enough time or the, if it's not worth the money, I won't do it. But I try not to let, I try to figure out, is it fear or is it like actually a bad job? You know? I yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sometimes a little bit hard to see at first because you don't really know what to, yeah. what to get out of this job yet. You know, like, do you have trouble, I, uh, um, like not denying them like it takes like it depends how well i'm doing that month but if i'm doing well even if i have enough money and i have enough jobs i still find myself like not wanting to say no to anything because i feel like i don't know what if i never get another job i kind of feel right that way right sometimes uh i always try to take into account things like uh does this person have any more connections that could be beneficial for me mm-hmm. in some way like value um, outside of money pretty much yeah yeah and also yeah. like or or maybe even like can this person lead me to more multiple jobs or could this eventually lead to like a more fulfilling job than this current mm-hmm. one um and then also i'm i'm super blessed to have like dreadlabs as a safety net for each month basically um, yeah but yeah i've had a couple of times where i was like okay this is just either a little bit beneath my level in terms of what it is uh or what this person wants mm-hmm. and you know it's like some people just like see for example the amount of followers i have on instagram and then want me to do a design that has nothing to do with the style or expertise that i have you know mm-hmm. they just want me to do like some super like 
like probably like um, like a thousand of my followers who have a different style, for example, would have done that better than me. You know? Yeah, I understand that. And um, those those are the ones I reject. And if they're and if they're like ones that I've been like a little bit hesitant about, um, it's never like a bad thing. I think to to ask a little bit more. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe like up your rate a little bit or something. Right. Uh, Especially or, if the, the, le- the less I want to do it, the more I'll quote them. Because then if they say no, yeah. I'm like, all right, I didn't want to do it anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah, there's two. It can only end po- positive. Like, either you <laughs> yeah. don't have to do it. Uh, and if you have to do it, you know, like you're going to pay get paid more. And uh-huh. usually, I, I, I think it's the same with you. Like, these jobs always tend to be ones where you... You have to um, either do more work than you accounted for, or uh, have like difficult conversations, or yeah. there's always something that makes you think, uh, like, "Oh, I'm glad I asked more because it takes more time or yeah. it takes more effort." You know? Yeah. That when you don't, that shit sucks. And the people that pay the most too, I realize, like, they're also the easiest. Like, I've worked with big companies, yeah. and they're just like. Uh, yeah like shut up like here's the this is the money like whatever <laughs> like we don't care about your rate but just finish this in like you know two weeks and then i do it and they're like all right cool like thank you and then we don't talk anymore i'm like all yeah. right dope like it's like a very seamless transaction sometimes on the other hand you work with like a friend or something you like hook them up for a lower price and then halfway <laughs> through they're like i don't know if i really like like this and you're like fuck like why did i do this again every time you do it, it like it's like Sometimes I feel like as designers, we're like masochists, like we're just doing it to ourselves. Like we want to have that (laughs) like stress or something. But how do you, um, how do you divide? Cause I'd have to do this as well. I guess mine isn't like a, as much as a company, it's just my own side stuff. But how do you divide dread labs and projects? Like, do you prioritize one or the other and like time and stuff? Um, well, at first I did, like when I would have more jobs, uh, in that month, I would like put Dreadlabs on, like, a, I, I would just like plan ahead a little bit content wise for Dreadlabs, you know, and let it uh, do its own thing. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but now like, uh, as of September, I started like doing this, uh, like, it's kind of like a teaching job at the university in this city. Oh yeah. Um, it's eight hours a week and I basically uh, at a certain minor, uh, it's called Transmedia for Creative Industries. I basically um, oversee and do workshops in uh, Adobe software, Cinema 4D, uh, stuff like that. So, um, and it's it, 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 I follow this minor as well. So that's how I rolled into it. Uh, okay. And the team is really cool and it, you meet international people, which I really like. But um, that made my life a little easier because uh, I have to do these classes uh, at a uh, on Tuesday and Thursday mornings, which are they in person? I basically, sorry, in person or online? Yeah, 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 okay. in person. Um, so basically, uh, that kind of gave me a little bit of a grip because I have to schedule my own time around this now. Right. Um, so yeah, if it's like um, usually the week looks like okay, Monday is a full day of dread labs. Then Tuesday morning, I go and uh, do a workshop. And then Tuesday in the afternoon, freelancing. And then Wednesdays, uh, dread laps again, full day. Then Thursdays, basically the same as Tuesday. And then Friday, uh, depending on whether I have a lot of jobs or not, I basically do half a day dread laps, half a day like projects. Mm. Uh, so yeah, and I, I try to like get it in like that. And sometimes it switches around a little bit or like, you know, uh, yeah. some emergencies come in between. But that's, right. I try to make my schedule look like that. 
That's good. I, I'm not that, I'm not as like, uh, I don't have as many like days like that. I am more every week. It's like I set it mm. up differently because, you know, maybe the project needs like four days or whatever because it's really yeah. hard. But that's good. Like if you give yourself those days, it, it helps with, I find the hardest days to plan are when I don't have a project and I don't have anything I have to do, but right. it's like, oh, this day you should like do a video or should design something for Instagram. If I don't yeah. have to, like if I have weeks of shit planned, I'm like, uh, I don't know, like if I want to do yeah. anything right now and I just procrastinate. But I feel like I, I find so, sometimes I don't follow my schedule either. Like I won't do shit all day, but I'll get crazy like inspiration at night and work for like four hours. I feel yeah. like it's hard to plan out like more art shit like what you're making mm -hmm. from nothing because it's hard to like schedule inspiration like be like you have to be ready yeah. to fucking make shit at this time like sometimes you you feel like you're way more creative at like two in the morning than at nine in the morning or whatever yeah definitely uh the one thing i do tr uh, try and i think i i do the same i like what she told me uh, i do the same for dread labs sometimes mm -hmm. but um for my clients i be I, as of a few months ago, I tried to make it very clear that I only work from Monday till Friday in between nine to five. You can just uh, get in touch with me. Uh, if you call me on the weekends or email me on the weekends, I will respond on Monday. Um, I, I won't work in the evenings, you know, and um, I try to explain it when it's like clients from not from the Netherlands or from another time mm -hmm. zone at least. Uh, but yeah, those are mainly because they're in another time zone, they usually already like uh, presume that I won't be responding immediately, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, but when some Dutch clients tend to like get in touch with me, you know, like on uh, Friday night, like, uh, it's, it's like Friday, uh, at 9 PM almost now. And sometimes like people call me and I was like, I, I just always ignore it, you know? Yeah. I'm so bad at ignoring it, but I really try to like, cause I see it and I want to be like, like I really had to force myself to wait, you know, until yeah. like Monday or whatever. Cause sometimes I'll just start fucking like, I just, whatever, like fuck this person. I just want to do this revision, you know, at like yeah. midnight and send it back to them. But then like, if you give them that power, then they think you're always ready to go at like the middle right, of the right. night or whatever. I find it too. When I work with people, like if I'm working with someone where you're at, they respond. I see it in the morning. I respond. They don't see it till the next day because yeah. it's already night. And it takes a whole day to get revisions, you know, like back right, and forth. Right, right. Uh, yeah. The, I wanted to ask you about the teaching thing. Um, how, like, what do you do exactly? Is it like your own class? Like, what are you, what are you teaching? Um, so basically I'll try to explain what the minor is a little bit before, uh, I do that because, uh, the, it's called, it's like a six month program. Uh, okay. and the class is basically like, uh, it's 50% Dutch people and 50% international exchange students. Uh, and well, yeah, the whole thing is about transmedia and, um, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Transmedia, uh, and storytelling. I don't know. Like I'm sure it means something else over here, but. <laughs> Uh, so it's basically like, um, it's basically you, you get, you learn all sorts of stuff about like, uh, campaigns that transcend between different digital and physical platforms. Uh, mm. and okay. while like getting you through like a story in a campaign, uh, it's pretty interesting, but, um, I followed this thing in, I think it was in 2018 or 2019 or something. 
And then uh, after I graduated, they asked me to do a couple of guest lectures in After Effects. And uh, I, I, I was happy to do it. And then uh, as of this, uh, this September, I, uh, they approached me and said that for, asked me if I could do it like uh, on, a, on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. Which I uh, I found really fun because I was like uh, uh, when I did these guest lectures you you really wouldn't really connect with the students there and when I was a student there myself I really loved to get in touch with international students you know like talk about them uh, see how they like the Netherlands and yeah. you know it's always nice to talk to someone from like another region of the world or something mm-hmm. um, so yeah that's what like kind of motivated me like I want to get more in touch with these students uh, which is how I rolled into it. Um, and, uh, basically, uh, I, as of next semester, I will be like conducting a whole program there probably. Um, but basically we start with Photoshop to teach them like how to create mood boards because a couple of these students already have experiences with Adobe and stuff, but some of them have like no experience at all. Uh, so we kind of want to have like, a uh, we want to get the basics there out of there, mm-hmm. like in Photoshop, Illustrator and InDesign. Um, and then a little bit of uh, a video editing and motion design from with Premiere Pro and After Effects. And then slowly getting into advanced classes, uh, showing you specific, doing specific workshops in front of like a class uh, in mm. Photoshop or in maybe in Cinema yeah. 4D, uh, Instagram filters, basically all like all of these tools um, that I try to teach. <laughs> are they uh, are they designers then or not really? Uh, it depends really like um, yeah. I, each every semester they have a couple of uh, people from Vega which is like a uh, graphic design school if I'm not mistaken from like South Africa but okay. then uh, from like I don't know there are other countries where they are just doing like a communication study and they've never touched Photoshop before yeah, or so. like journalism or something like yeah. that yeah journalism there's also like a sp- uh, uh, sports economy like they do like um it's like business school with, but like with sport in the sport industry and stuff like oh, that. Okay. So, yeah, that's cool. Uh, if you have that and like Dread Labs, YouTube, uh, Patreon, and all that, would you be fine without any projects for a whole month? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I, I really want to get something set up like that because where I'm at, it's not it's not currently that way. It's probably twenty five percent of what I would want mm-hmm. in like a given month. But that must feel good because that gives you, makes you be a lot more like selective and secure with your freelance. Yeah, stuff. definitely. And it also gives me the opportunity to divide my time a bit in, in more something more that I would like to do over what would bring in more money, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's really, uh, I'm really fortunate to do that as well. Uh, but um, yeah, I'm, and I'm currently like looking into seeing if I have more ways to make passive income um with for example you know like i i'm seeing if i maybe like want to start a couple of like actual video courses maybe through like something like skillshare mm-hmm. maybe just like uh, make a sell it in the dreadlabs web store for a set amount of money right you know do a couple of more premium tutorial videos because i th- i feel like the more basic tutorials and the more like small like quick little things that you can learn in photoshop illustrator um i'm kind of like overdose i guess you know like mm-hmm. uh i i don't see a lot of them anymore that i can come up with you know <laughs> yeah i didn't even feel like there was any when i started like i feel like i've right? seen so much shit like you've done a good job at like i'll see some of yours i'm like oh, okay that's smart but i know some of these channels that have been doing that shit for like five years and yeah. i'm like how do they even like they get so specific now they're like how to design like a 
like a gun like animating in a grocery store in Photoshop yeah. and After Effects or something like with only using that, your left hand. <laughs> yeah, like some shit you'd never want to know, you know? And then, yeah, because like everyone's done the basics. I find it hard to do. I got approached recently from this uh, company called like Creative Fabrica, and they're like a. Oh yeah, they they approached me too actually. Yeah, yeah. they're like the Skillshare like type shit. Yeah. But it's like a lot more like the people on there, I feel like don't really know, like they're very like more like craft people and like it's yeah. very like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like people that it's like Pinterest vibes, you know, like kind of yeah, like stuff. Yeah, I don't want to admit like, like I don't mean this in an offensive way, but it looks more like uh, a hobby thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, Exactly. arts and crafts and right uh, but i also don't really see our style fitting into that website anyway yeah and what i did was well i did some shit for them but what it is is like it's not it's stuff i wouldn't put on the channel like it's it's like basics oh, yeah. like i went over like basic shit in photoshop basic illustrator shit and then like i'm gonna do another one that's like just like kind of basics to like creating a layout and like typography because they approached me with their whole thing saying how like the people on there and they need to learn design but like they don't know anything so i was like all right because yeah. like th that kind of stuff i wouldn't put on my own channels because i assume that anyone that we know like knows how to like you know set up a file and stuff like that yeah, like yeah. basic basic shit and it's kind of just boring too. And you have to make the yeah. videos have to be pretty long to go over, but they, they paid it like it paid decent. So I was like, whatever, I'll do it. But yeah, it definitely has a different vibe. I would like to yeah. get some other stuff set up on something like Skillshare or something, but it seems like you need to already have like, you need a pretty big like following to translate over to some of those other sites to be like, yeah, oh, definitely. now I have a course or now I have a Skillshare, whatever it may yeah. be. And I also see these channels with, that are like a little bit bigger than mine. Uh, I see them struggling with like getting their own website with courses set up and then mm -hmm. them juggling with Skillshare and then like with other platforms. So seeing that like happen on their channels is just like, uh, it just like uh, makes it clear to me that it's still like really hard to choose which platform they use and how yeah. to approach it. And there's no one good platform to do it on, I think. Yeah, everyone's audience too has different like levels of engagement. There's people I mm -hmm. know with 10,000 followers and they have like that, they really have that dialed in like 1,000 true fans thing, you know? Like they can yeah. push hella products, they can, everyone will sign up for whatever they're offering. And then there's other people with hundreds of thousands of followers and like their engagement shit, you know? And like they can't yeah. even sell like their own t shirts or whatever because their audience doesn't like care either doesn't care about them mm -hmm. enough or it's too diverse that they don't really know what to like market to. Yeah. So like, yeah, I remember when I first read that, like you've heard of that a thousand true fans thing, right? That whole yeah, yeah, like, yeah. theory, that shit's so true. Like getting yeah. a super niche pocket of people that like you and support you is so much more important than like trying to hit every market at once. Yeah, definitely. I've been, uh, I, I, there's like this Dutch guy and he, I think he makes sneakers and streetwear and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, his audience is way smaller than ours. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think like every single drop that he does, he sells out and he doesn't like sell like five t-shirts per drop or something. Like he does sell a lot and he just yeah. sells it out every time because his fans are so dedicated. That's and uh, I, I just, I, I know like 99% sure that I wouldn't sell out with my audience because yeah. I feel like it's getting spread out more and more the more that I grow, I guess. 
Right. You know, and I and I feel like we are already we're we're in a pretty specific niche to begin with, but even though even so, uh, it's still pretty much spread out already. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. at, I think after like ten thousand followers or something, it just it starts to like uh, diverge a little bit. I guess there's Does a lot of sense? crossover too. Like everyone mm-hmm. that knows this person knows this person right, probably right. also. Like you're not. Like I'm probably not introducing you right now to anyone new. Do you know if we right, do this right, podcast, yeah, yeah. they already know who you are, or the other way around. It's probably yeah. pretty similar. And uh, I feel like sometimes, like the audience is, it's too much other creatives. Like you need normal just people too to be like yeah. engaging with it because a person that just appreciates art is going to be more likely to buy a print than another designer that's trying to sell their own shit. You know, right, so it's right, kind of right. like. I think uh, that dude, like Ed Reika, he has a good following base of actual, just normal people that like his shit because it's like relatable and it's like, uh, it's very like, I like, it's like not in, not in a bad way, but it's like easy to digest. Like, you know what you're getting. It's like this style that he's kind of figured out. The quotes are like relatable. Everyone shares it. And then. Everyone it's almost just, like soothing to the audience, I feel like, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, it's the same with, like, for example, um, Lo-Fi, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, 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 I've listened to probably, like, a thousand Lo-Fi songs, but I couldn't, I cannot, like, name one right now, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just yeah. soothing and calming and it's relaxing. Four seven to, study beats. Like, right, shit. right, right. Uh, yeah, and I, I feel, feel like, like it's the same way my, with that. A lot of my homies that make like techno and shit, they're like, fuck that shit. You know, like they hate that, but (laughs) like they hate it for the same reason is like, cause their shit that they do is like very specific and a certain type of person likes it. The lo-fi, it's like you could make a simple like boom bat beat and get like a million plays on it, you know? Yeah. It's just like easy to understand. (laughs) Um, yeah, it's uh, I think I've, I've had that problem in music and in design and at some point you just have to learn to let that shit go, you know? <laughs> yeah, and just do whatever you want to do and mm-hmm. hopefully people will like it. Um, do you, uh, what kind of stuff do you have lined up then for the channel if you feel like you've kind of done a lot and you've, I feel like you've cornered this like acid graphics kind of style like i know people have talked to me about your channel that aren't designers because they wanted to learn how to design some shit for their for their like uh like all my friends that do like house and techno they wanted to they watch like the rave shapes and shit like that you know Oh really that's that's actually super cool (laughs) yeah because they they don't want to like pay someone to do it so they're like i'm just gonna they, they they're all into the whole like you know unbranded like vinyl records like the old techno ah, yeah, shit yeah. with just the little labels on them and stuff yeah so yeah, the white uh, labels yeah yeah so you've kind of have that market i feel like cornered in a way but what else are you kind of planning on doing in the next maybe year or so um so there has a couple been a couple of setbacks uh recently office wise but i uh, from what it's looking like now i should be able to move into uh, my first office in around February, um, oh, and the plan is to take Dreadlabs into the physical world a little bit more uh, and see if I can engage with a couple of creatives here in the area uh, with stuff like network uh, networking events, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, music is going to be a bigger part, and I've, I've been saying that for over a year now because I remember making yeah. a Dreadlabs 2021 video saying, oh, I'm going to do more music stuff this year. Yeah. Um, also a couple of setbacks there um but i uh I, yeah 
I want to do more music related content. Like, like you said, I, I noticed that a lot of producers watch a lot of my videos because they want to learn design. And I was like, and mm -hmm. the yeah, we've talked about this before, um, but I, I'm passionate about music and about design and art and clothing. And, uh, I want to, I want to make that, uh, I want to make Dreadlabs a more of an all round channel in those specific niches. So right. I want to do more music rated stuff in the future. And I want to keep going with the starting a clothing brand series. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually launch like the clothing brand uh, somewhere next year as well. Uh, you know, and, and, and the cool thing about like when you do more with music and clothing is that you can combine it into uh, what I said earlier about the physical space, you know, like, um, so I live in the city of Tilburg, Tilburg now and I see mm -hmm. a lot of potential here that this could be like the, the Berlin of Europe, so to say. Um, so I would really like to to play my part in that with Dreadlabs, you know, see if I, yeah. I can uh, connect creatives with each other, uh, see if I can establish Dreadlabs here and make, you know, like not pers not revolve Tilburg around Dreadlabs, but the other mm -hmm. way around, maybe like I want to be an asset in uh, putting the city of Tilburg on the map uh, as a creative city, you know? That's uh, So yeah, that's what I want to work towards in the coming year. Yeah, I think that's smart. I, I uh I think it's good to diversify and I just sometimes, do you ever feel that, like I, I sometimes feel I have, you know, the design, the podcast and then miscellaneous stuff like mm -hmm. productivity. I, I like, uh, I'm into like, like fucking stuff like keyboards and like gadgets and things. Like I want to yeah. expand into the whole, like that kind of space too, like just tech. But yeah. sometimes I feel like when you have a certain size audience and then it also like uh, isolates the other people. Like some people mm -hmm. probably are on my channel and they don't give a fuck about anything I have to say at all. Like they're here <laughs> for the, the guests podcast. Right. 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 And then there's probably other people that are like, I don't even like the podcast. I like the videos. I like the design or I, and then mm -hmm. other people may think I only like the ones where you're talking about like freelancing or money or whatever. And yeah, Sometimes I feel like even though we're in a niche, I'm almost like spreading it out too much. But then if I don't do that, I think I'll get bored and just not do anything, you know? Right. Uh, so yeah. it's kind of weird. Uh, I, you've probably had the same thing then where like, for example, you know how when you post a new uh, you video to YouTube and you go to YouTube Creator Studio, it the says one out like, of 10? yeah, the one out of 10 thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's been so uh, obvious, like when I post a graphic design tutorial, it's it's always in the top three at least. Mm -hmm. um, when I do something music related, it's uh, number 10. Mm -hmm. And with the starting a clothing brand series, it's always like around number five-ish. But when it's like an, more of a administrative clothing brand thing, for example, like how to set up your website or which is better, like WooCommerce or Shopify. Slower. Uh, always slower. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I kind of need to. I, they, they just make it so appealing to get that number one, but it's something that yeah. you have to let go as well. You know, same goes for like when you have less likes on a post or whatever, uh -huh. or when your reel doesn't like uh, go viral, so to speak. Yeah, um, I hate that shit. The fucking yeah. Mine are my ones are always like stuff that I know is gonna be a one. It's like here's like these fonts or like here's the shit that yeah. everyone's just gonna click on you know like uh yeah the obvious shit like clickbait almost like i've been trying to do more like not clickbait but like yes clickbait and the titles be exciting but also like you're gonna it's gonna go over what i'm saying but i used to right. be way too like like uh 10 blah 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 now i've been trying to write stuff like 
yo, like check this out for this, like more exciting or whatever. Yeah, and right. then uh, my other, my tens will usually be podcasts will either be a one or a 10, you know, like uh, depending on the guest, <laughs> right. So they can be a one. And like, I've had some where it's like, I think it's going to be like a high and it's a 10 and you're just like, fuck, like, I yeah. guess no one wanted this or like to see yeah, you this. Yeah, kind of feel then, bad. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I try not to. I know it's kind of meta what we're talking about, but I'm sure anyone that's ever posted anything knows how knows what that's yeah. like. And even it's the same with the yeah, Instagram and stuff and likes. Yeah, and it makes you really want to do the shit that worked well again, even if you don't like want to. You know. Yeah, you know what? Like my theory is like um, I feel like when people can immediately click on it when they're like on the bathroom. Mm-hmm. then it goes to number one, you know? But like, for example, if you go to the toilet and you want to click on the video, you're not going to click on a one hour, one hour long video, but you're going to click on like a quick video that says five fonts mm-hmm. because you're going to remember that, you know? I feel yeah. like that's not, not specifically the toilet, of course, but yeah, something yeah. that you can easily digest real quick. That's going to get to number one earlier. That's why I feel like with podcasts, like they start to get more views later because people are like, mm-hmm. I'll listen to that on Sunday or whatever. Right, you know? right, or right. Like, like you're not just gonna see a podcast and be working on some shit and be like, all right, let me just do this for an hour, yeah. you know. But yeah. you may watch, a, you may get distracted and watch, uh, you know, how to make wireframe graphics or whatever, like that, that yeah. shit. Do you still have the? Because yeah, I was gonna ask you about that too. So you've hit like a million views, right, on all right, your stuff yeah. put together. Yep. And what do you think caused like all those ones that popped off to like, cause they, they're probably like what 25% of the total, like of everything. Some of those few uh, big ones that you had. Yeah. I think even more, like, I feel like my most viewed video is like, it's a little over 150,000 right? or, or something. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, think uh, that- caused that like to do so much better than other stuff? Do you think it's just kind of luck or do you actually think, uh, obviously all the, I feel like, if you're like me, you would think that you think all the videos you make are the best that you can, right? So I'm wondering, like, why do you think, you know, what what do you think happened with those? Um, I think a couple of them are, for example, the most video, if you won the wireframe video one, uh, I feel like that one's, I remember in 2018 searching how to do those certain graphics uh, on Illustrator. And I only found like two uh, videos and they, they only mm-hmm. had like two or three k uh, views, mm-hmm. and uh, it were two videos and they they went over two different things and I was like why didn't combine them in one video, and I think it's just one of those things where no one has bothered to make a proper video yet. That makes sense. Um, and then another one that's been one of my most viewed videos is like a, it's like a video of a live stream that I did on Twitch back in the day, and I made like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. And I feel like what it was like, it's just a niche. I think it's, um, I think it has something to do with, because I get a lot of requests when I, uh, for people that want me to make playing cards, like Pokemon cards or uh, Yu-Gi-Oh cards or, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it also has like, it ties in well with like a niche or a specific thing they want to see. Um, and it, I think it's the same for like Rave Graphics, you know, because the Rave, five Rave Graphics video series does well. And there's also like a Rave Flyer that does well. So I think mm-hmm. it's just like, um, combining design with either like Pokemon cards or like Ray flyers, whatever. Yeah. Those specific niches I think work really well. That's what's crazy is we were talking about like it's already so niche and even in that you have to like make it even more specific. Right. Like because like just graphic design is so much things but you have to be like graphic design, Y2K, Yu-Gi-Oh, <laughs> Rave, card. Yeah. Like it's like hella specific 
And then sometimes I don't you feel that if it gets too much, it's like, who even likes this? Like, it's so specific. Yeah. Like, is this even a, a category that people are into, you know? Yeah. And even like, I, I, I'm still like, I, I cannot wrap, wrap my head around like, the, like we're talking about a niche here and still 150,000 people watched like one specific video, which is like, yeah. Then for, and for the same was like when I was looking at like the amount of followers that um, uh, Ed and uh, Fox Rocket have, like they, I think they're all, I think Fox Rocket is over 100k. Yeah. But like and and uh, I think like Black Market, they are also like at 80 or 90k. I, I think. Yeah. Uh, just you know, like and uh, uh, some people just tell me like you know, isn't Redlabs already at the peak of its niche? You know, isn't didn't you get like every follower from that niche? And are you now at the peak and or at the ceiling of what you can achieve with it, like community-wise? And, mm. and I see those guys, and I'm like, nah. I think it's yeah. just only like it keeps on growing, even if it's slow, you know? Right. Well, I mean, like uh, Elliot, he has probably I think the largest oh, yeah. and most dedicated fan base of graphic right. design that I've ever seen because everyone likes him. They like him. They like his stuff. They like. People that even don't like it have to admit that it's like clever, you know? Yeah. And then he also has fans that I, a lot of normal people I know follow him just because they're like, yeah, this it's is just funny like funny stuff as well. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and he it's can basically post- a super nice design meme page. <laughs> right. And he can post, you know, he's one, he's really gotten the whole, like, I think a thousand true fans thing. Like, he can just be right. like, I'm doing this, and everyone goes yeah. and, and watches it. And so if someone can do that, then obviously, yeah, you're not you haven't uh capped or whatever whatever they were saying so i think i think also like there's no such thing as like the limit is only whoever's the limit can always just keep increasing it and increasing right like there's just more and more people there there's people that have hundreds of thousands of followers that all they do is you know like knit or some shit like something like super specific so and even like, um, uh, have you seen um, uh, Curry Goat? Do you know him? Yeah, he's dope. Yeah. The rug shit. Yeah, yeah. And he keeps on doing new stuff and learning new flex- stuff. Mm-hmm. So also, also, if you've never, or there, there is no, I, th- I don't even think there is a limit on, for example, uh, what Elliot can teach people or what Elliot can do himself. You know, there will always be uh different types of content to do with what he does you know like uh, comedy but also uh, design and tutorials there's uh, there's an unlimited amount of things that you can make in software Mm -hmm. as photoshop or whatever so yeah there's never really a cap and you can always expand on that or broaden out or go into one specific direction you know so yeah i feel like the cap isn't there just because you can just change the road you're taking i guess do you know uh hypeland the brand uh, no. They uh, they're like a streetwear brand, but they do all these collaborations with anime. Like uh, okay, they just cool. did a Yu-Gi-Oh collection, and I always reference them because the guy like Jordan Bentley, he lives out here. He was just into streetwear and into anime, and uh, a lot of those cultures, like and when he first started, weren't really like crossover, and oh, he yeah. just started doing all these crazy collaborations, and now like he completely doubled his size because he has like the hype beast people that are like, oh, I right. want this like rare like hoodie. And he has all the weebs that are like, oh fuck, like Hunter <laughs> Hunter collaboration or whatever, you know? And like- Give me that body you, pillow. <laughs> right. You can always like just manipulate what you're doing and like make it to a different audience. Like, right. like you have the rave people that probably are more into that 
kind of culture than design. And then there's probably designers that follow you that don't care about, you know, techno and stuff at all. Right, but right. That's, that way you have both, you know. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think it's just like cool to at least try to engage with all of those communities and see what you as a content creator also like to do and mm-hmm. and with whom you like to engage with, I guess. I see a lot more people. I feel like um, obviously neither of us are the first to do anything online with like design and YouTube, but I've seen a lot of people starting out either wanting to make videos or they're starting or they're talking about it. A lot of people streaming, it seems like design, like every day I feel like another like Twitch stream. Do you have, as someone who's done pretty well and figured it out, would you have any advice for anyone getting into creating video content? Um, I guess, uh, well, I have a couple of tips, I guess. Uh, the first one is see if you can, if you want to do tutorials or live streams or whatever, if you want to teach people, I would su- suggest like seeing what your unique wisdom is and what you can teach people because there's always something that you know or what's really obvious to you that might not be so obvious for other people. And um, right. for example, I remember when I was like, uh, I wanted to do like a poster in, in Photoshop or something. Uh, but I tried to make the layout in Illustrator first, and then Jack from Album Art Archive told me, like, "Oh, I've never, I never really do this in Illustrator like that." And uh, it's super interesting to see you see you approach this so in such a different way than uh, than I would. Mm-hmm. And there aren't like there is no wrong or right here, but uh, it's always nice to see someone else's workflow, um, no matter right. which software or what creative practice, I guess. Um, and another one is. Um, also from Jack, actually, he told me this. Uh, you just said, like, uh, as someone who figured it out, but, um, th- like, even if you just blow up or something, that doesn't really mean that, like, you've cracked the code or whatever, you know? Like, uh, right. I remember him telling, uh, he asked uh, the Fox Rocket Studio guy, I don't know him personally, but he asked him, uh, like, how did he blow up so fast with, like, posts? And he was like, oh, I don't know. I just posted this and it just happened, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it also, uh, so with, like, growth and everything, it also, like, involves, I think, a little bit of luck or blessings from mm-hmm. the algorithm gods or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, don't really, uh, f- I-, I would say don't feel like if it, if it's not working out or if it's going, like, a little bit slowly, don't give up immediately but it might, because it might take some time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that's, that one, that's a good... <laughs> Like you can't predict anything. I mean, Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a walking example. I haven't, I feel like I've slowly gotten better and better at what I do, but I haven't had anything go like viral, but that doesn't mean like, I've also seen it grow just over time, like, uh, linearly more, you know? Right. So like, yeah, like, and then you can, as long as you're just, I think my approach to things is as long as every time you do something, like you try to just make it even the 1% better, you know, each time. Yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I even look back at the shit I did in the beginning. I'm like, no wonder that shit didn't fucking go anywhere. <laughs> like it's, it's not good, you know, like yeah. it, everything always seems way worse in hindsight when you look back at it. Right. Uh, and you can also just see this in the progress you've made. And I think you've had the same where after you pass like the 1000 subscribers, the time in between from zero to 1,000 is oh, yeah. way longer than between two, one and one and 2,000, for example. Yeah, I um, think uh, the amount it took me to 1,000 is as long as the time from then to now, which is like 3,000 something. Right, yeah. I've had the same. Like, I've, I think I hit like 10,000 in February. 
Mm-hmm. And now, and that was like almost a year. And now uh, we're in November. And 20, I think like a, something, right? Or 30? Uh, uh, well, yeah, we had, we in, in October somewhere, we, we hit 30K. Sick. So yeah, it, it's been tripled within half of what it took to yeah, get 10,000. Yeah, it's 10, exponential 000. for sure. Yeah. Like it, that's why there's people that are in the millions that will lose like 100,000 followers in a day and gain uh, like 200 or something, you know? Like, cause if I ever like, get to that point, I was just like, I will hire someone to keep track of that because I don't want to even see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure the charts and shit look crazy. I also, oh if God. I would give advice, I know I asked you, but to anyone is I would try not to get too obsessed with that shit because it's easy to go into the mm-hmm. analytics and get obsessed with it and try to figure right. out. But the more you do that, the less time you're just spending actually trying to make better shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Also, so. uh, it's way more fun to actually create stuff that you like or uh, do stuff that you want to do compared to like watching a subscriber count or a follower count go up mm-hmm. or down. Yeah, so definitely. It happens on its own. You don't need to be there to watch it, I guess. <laughs> um, one of the last things I wanted to ask you is how do you prevent yourself from burning out doing the creatober thing was it stressful Ooh. or is it you've done it twice now right yeah i've done it twice uh this time i did a little bit more uh preparation um mm. and i i always try to be transparent about this because i feel like a couple of people i've had a lot of questions where it's like oh i skipped a day can i uh do i still participate or uh you know um and the thing is it, it can be like a super hard challenge and even like when you're for example compared to, uh, um, what is it called? The 365 or something? Um, no, the, the, the doodle thing. Um, oh, Inktober? Inktober, so, wow. Um, <laughs> uh, Inktober, uh, it, it also can take a lot of time, obviously, but it can also mean that you can do a quick doodle and then ink that one. Mm-hmm. And with like Creatober, some people can force themselves to work on a 3D model for four hours and then Right. do materials and render it out and animate it or whatever so uh, and because of that it you know like it's obvious that not everyone has to has like two or three hours in the day to work on something and post mm. it you know so um yeah I, I try to advise everyone to do just if you really want to do every day just plan ahead and otherwise just skip a couple of days uh, see yeah. which words you like up front and then just mark them um but yeah what i did was um i st- i i had to prompt list ready i think around by the end of august or something mm-hmm. and um from december onward i tried to make at least one or two maybe even three per week so i had a couple of uh so i had like a little bit of a bulk before it actually started being october yeah uh, but this was also because i was going on a holiday for a week in october so i didn't really have right. to do number uh, time to do 25 until 31 so i had to do those and have the time lapse edit and the patreon files ready um and the instagram post ready so yeah besides only creating it i also had to create a lot of content around it mm-hmm. which is why i really planned ahead but um it really drains you uh For i sure. noticed that i i think it was like around like number 23 or 24 um i i i just noticed that my brain didn't feel like coming up with something cool anymore you know mm-hmm. like it was just like really like completely empty um, so I tried to take a break for like two or three days and, and just like try not being involved in Creatober or, and only like do the teaching thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really helps as well, you know, like recharging. Yeah. And 
but we are mostly like planning ahead and uh, don't feel bad if you uh you know work ahead or you know uh overtake if you miss a couple of days right that's really yeah, important I think that's good to don't stress about it i i one of my subscribers uh dude like his name's like dead dead pace on instagram he did the like 30 days of like villains which were like oh, yeah. uh different horror characters basically mm-hmm. and i knew i would i wanted to do the challenge but i knew that i wasn't gonna do shit for 30 days just because i had other shit that i had to right. do so i just popped in and did like the three that i liked it was like the clockwork orange the shining and the um exorcist because i liked oh, those, right, right. those days and i they kind of just worked with the schedule i already had and i feel like that's fine yeah. like if you especially with the people that do the everyday thing like no one's gonna remember if you skipped a few days yeah. or like did them no one's gonna know either if you did a whole week's worth on a saturday you know like it's good yeah. not to stress yourself out about it too much and it's all right. just for fun anyway yeah and there are no there are no actual consequences and even if you like if you miss a <laughs> yeah. day with posting yeah you can get punished by the algorithm but like other than that there aren't any real actual consequences that have that much of an effect on you or your page or you know also like as bitter or maybe like as like pessimistic as it sounds like no one cares do you know yeah. like no like <laughs> right. no one's like sitting there thinking like damn tom didn't post today like what right. am i gonna do or whatever like they have so much other shit to look at everyone yeah. has so much things always coming in like like some I'm, people I'm a- i see on their stories they're like oh i'm back from like a break for a month and i'm like i didn't even know they left yeah. you know because there's just so much shit to look at all yeah the time. it's just so much like uh, i i the other day i was just like scrolling back to um like the the, the first people that i follow with dread labs and stuff uh-huh. and a lot of them are still active but there's also a couple of ones that was like wow i completely forgot that you started or that you stopped posting and i was yeah. like a really big fan of your work but yeah, it's uh, and then I I, I got kind of sad because it's like oh wow you can just completely forget that this person exists, but that, yeah. that's just what happens with this oversaturated community, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you really have to be in just in front of people. Like I remember uh, I talked to Keezy again from Black Market about how when he rolls out a product, like that's why when they did like I think it was the EXO Grade or something, they were posting every day for like a week, and I said don't you think that people are like, is that spamming or like every day you're like, right. buy this? And then they said, no, because every person doesn't see it every time, you know, like right. probably only, probably only a few people saw every single one and were like, oh, this is too much. But most people mm-hmm. like you have to mention shit like 10 times. I, I still have right. people tell me like you do YouTube or whatever. Like I didn't even know. Yeah. Like, All right. It's been like over a year, you know, so <laughs> Yeah, yeah, th- that's that's actually what happens. And otherwise, like, y- 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 even if you get a mean comment or someone gets annoyed, you know, like, on a greater scale, that's nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it's it, it's so much more uh, like profitable, I, I guess, in the case of black market, to just do this big social rollout. You know, right? And um, I feel like it also sometimes it's just like, uh, especially with those like, um, uh, you know, like the gradient heat map thing trend. It's like, I, I feel like I've seen the same one sometimes, you know, like if someone posts one new one every day, I just, uh, sometimes I just think that I saw, I've seen the same one like five times, you know? So also the, 
it doesn't really matter whether someone thinks, oh, this guy is posting every day and spamming or, mm-hmm. oh, I just see the same post every day or, you know, it just happens, I guess. Yeah. I've also felt that way with, like, I've been planning out some new videos and, and to a couple of tutorials and then also just like topics. And I realized like, like most things have been done. It's just, I haven't done them, you know, like, right, uh, right, right. you can yeah. always like me telling you, uh, my five, whatever, like favorite places to eat ice cream or whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be a way different perspective than yours. You know, it doesn't right. matter that they're the same thing. They're, they're entirely yeah. different. Uh, like even if you, some of these biggest, I see the biggest YouTubers, like they're just talking about concepts that have been around for like thousands of years. It's just, they yeah. repackage them into like a TikTok or whatever, you know? And it's just yeah. like, there's nothing new under the sun, but there's also like, there is an opportunity to like your audience may not have seen it though, you know? So, yeah, that's exactly right, man. Mm-hmm. But I think other than that, we're going to head over to the Patreon and do a little Q and a with Tom. All right. But cool. I appreciate you coming on again, man. It was great to yeah. catch up. It was really fun. All right. Check out uh dread labs on everything, YouTube and all that. And we'll see you guys next time. All right. See you next time. 